Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 160, which we are recording on Tuesday, February 13th, 2018. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And this is take two because we have the giggles and we'll see if I can speak today. <laughs> we On take one, I was so excited about stitches that I forgot how to speak. So hopefully with stitches next week, I can contain my excitement and speak a little more slowly and thoughtfully. <laughs> What are you wearing, Charlene? I am wearing my confetti sweater, which is a pattern by Vera Valimaki. This is the second of the two confettis that I have made in the past year. And this one I've made out of three different colors and blended the three yarns together kind of in a fade or in an ombre, whatever you you want to call that effect. And it goes from lightest at the top down to the darkest at the bottom. I really love this sweater and it's one of the ones that's very easy to wear because I can throw it on over just about anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Confettis are so easy to wear. Very easy to wear. I, I We've mentioned it before, but Gail has also made a couple of them and several of my customers at the yarn store where I work have made multiples. So it's been a popular, easy knit. And it's so cute because it's speckled yarns and the very last yarn is a tonal and it just, it makes me happy just looking yes, at her. I really like it. <laughs> and you're also wearing another hand knit, but you probably are thinking about it. I am. I'm I'm wearing my Jessica Jones cowl that I talked about last episode because I had just finished it. This one is another one that's going to be one of those everyday cowls because it's so easy to throw on over just about anything. The pattern was a joy to knit because basically I didn't need a pattern. It was just a stitch pattern. You just keep going round and around. And I think I'm going to cast on another one of these because it's the perfect carry around project. And I really seem to like wearing my cowls. So. It's really, really pretty. Just yeah. I'm mesmerized looking at her because the stitch pattern in the cowl is just textured enough to give it kind of texture and feeling. And it's a light gray against the beautiful speckles and colors of the confetti. It's like a perfect hand-knit Oh, outfit. thank you. It really is. Thank they, you. They just look so good together. Thank you. Yeah, it's a linen stitch that's used in this cowl. And both sides of the linen stitch are beautiful in their own way. And I've worn both sides as the outside. Although the way I'm wearing it right now with the slipped stitches on the outside is the way the pattern was written to have it as this being the right side. So I am wearing it that way, the public facing side. Thank you very much. And, but I think both sides are beautiful in their own way. And I've worn it both sides out, so. I visited Charlene at the yarn store on Sunday. She was working, so that gave me a good good excuse slash reason to go hang out with her at the yarn (laughs) store. And I kept staring at the cowl then too. She was wearing it then as well. And I've been fantasy knitting it ever since i just don't know what specific skein of yarn I'm yeah going to use it's to knit perfect it. for one skein and you can use a variegated a speckled a solid a tonal i think it would look good with anything because the stitch pattern 
like I mentioned, it's just a slip stitch and it's the whole cowl. There's nothing, it's not like a lace pattern or anything. The whole cowl is that. So even if you used something that was multicolored, the slip stitch pattern is just like a, a different palette, I mm -hmm. guess, to show off the colors. Yeah, some so, of the finished objects, nice. one of them had, I believe, a speckled yarn, and it made the speckles pop because oh, of the really? texture. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to go back and look at that. <laughs> and one of our listeners pointed out, so Charlene explained in the last couple of episodes that Jessica Jones is the name of the cow, and that's the name of a character on a superhero movie. A TV Marvel show. Movie, yeah. There we go. It's a TV show. And one of our listeners pointed out that that actress is also a knitter, which yes, I think you had right. mentioned before. That's She's cool, though. She's a big knitter, actually. I follow her on Instagram, and she often posts pictures of her knitting. She's even lent her name to the branding of some prepackaged knitting kits that I've seen. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. So how about you, Gail? What are you wearing? I want to preface everything else I say with apologies to the sniffling and clearing of my throat. We are experiencing an early spring in Santa Cruz and every single plant in the world that grows here is blooming all at once. So my allergies are acting up. And with that lovely preface, I am wearing <laughs> a beautiful sweater that's called Mint. And it's by our friend Ann Ginger, who is AG so-and-so on Ravelry. And this was a pattern that was published in the Twist Collective electronic magazine. And it is a beautiful cardigan with some really super cool pockets. And I have a zipper in mine that was installed compliments of Anne because she is an amazing seamstress. So she installed my zipper for me so I didn't ruin my sweater by adding a zipper to it. And I've been struggling to wear my hand knits lately because with the allergies, and this started for me last year, seasonal dry skin. I don't know how many of you have suffered from this, but I itch all the time. So I have to put this goopy, gross ointment on the itchy spots, which means I don't want it on my hand knit. Right. So I have to wear layers of clothes to keep it off my hand knit. So when I got dressed today, I thought, I really want to wear my mint sweater, but how am I going to do that without getting sticky, icky ointment all over it? So I have a long sleeve shirt underneath here today to protect my, my yarn. And the yarn itself is Neighborhood Fiber Company's worsted base in their, I think it's called Rock Creek. It's their beautiful tonal green. And I'm kind of falling in love with greens lately. So it's beautiful on you. It's a good thank color. Thank you. It's just, it's such a pretty color in general. And my mother-in-law, who tried to get me to wear greens all of her life, she passed away last week, and I'm kind of thinking that although I should have done it while she was alive, better late than never to embrace the greens. So, <laughs> And I have, well, we'll get to that in stocking, more green coming up soon. <laughs> but that's what I'm wearing, the mint sweater by Ann Ginger. Nice. Yeah. What are you stocking? I'm stocking, as usual, a couple of things. The first one is a sweater that I think I've stocked this before, and I know I have very recently stocked its somewhat big sister sweater. It's called Live. Live Light, actually. And this pattern is by Carrie Bostick <laughs> Hogg. I'm laughing because it's not on my list, but I've been stocking that heavily. <laughs> so I think I stocked Live when I was looking for something for my worsted DK. slash DK yeah. stash. And now I'm looking for something for fingering weight, and I came across this one, and it just keeps 
popping up and popping up for me and I keep looking at it. And the pattern was published back in March of 2015. Mm. So it's been a while that I've had this one on and off my radar, this one and the other version. So the Live Light is a open front cardigan. It's got big, I think it's garter stitch borders. Oh, I was thinking the Lila, not the Live. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so it's a different one. <clears throat> the Lila is the pullover version of this one. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And there is a light version yes, of that. Exactly. Yes, And I like that one too. Yeah. <laughs> but this one, it's got garter stitch edges, a garter stitch border on the bottom. It's swingy and A-line. So the fronts open up and it definitely increases as it gets closer to the bottom. So it's very swingy. It's a little high hip, maybe. Yeah, it's below the waist, below the natural waist, but high hip. I guess, of course, it's top down, so you can make it any length you want. But very nice, very attractive, and like I said, I keep coming back to it. <laughs> we should just buy that book together so that we have all of the patterns oh, in the book. I didn't, okay, I didn't realize it's they were collection, from... It's a collection, I think. Okay, I'll I remember have to look it through at, that collection then. I think the last time we were at A Verb for Keeping Warm, they had the oh, trunk show there. Yeah. They had all the sweaters and the books. That's right. And, yeah. I kind of remember that now. Yeah. So that is Live Light by Carrie Bostick. Uh, and it's L-I-V, right? L-I-V, It's yes. funny, you say live light, and I, I have all these visions pass through my head. <laughs> and it's L-I-V-E that I'm thinking. Live yeah, light. yeah. And then the second thing is a shawl by Amber O'Brien called Lovella. And this one, I love the look of the sample. It's a somewhat asymmetrical shawl with two colors, they're not chevroned. They're not necessarily chevrons, but they kind of come to a point in the middle. I don't know how to describe it. Kind of like a V. Okay. V's as you go down in a chevron, as you go down one side of the shawl. And then the other side of the shawl is a lace pattern. And this is one of those instances where I'm really hesitant because I really like the look of the sample, but I'd really like to know more about the pattern before I buy it. If, for example, if the pattern were in a book or a magazine, I'd be able to pick up the book or the magazine uh-huh. and look at it and look at the pattern and see if that lace pattern was a stitch that I would like to do. Because sometimes okay. there are some lace stitches that I don't like to do. Like the star shower cap. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just hesitant about it. I'm nervous about it. I've, I, As much as I love the instant gratification aspect of electronic delivery and Ravelry, sometimes you just want to look at the pattern. And this is one of those instances where I kind of feel it's, well, in this case, for me, the electronic delivery is not a good thing because I'd like to look at the pattern first. Well, maybe at Stitches next week, they will have a booth where they're selling her hard copy patterns. Maybe. maybe. I don't even know if she does that. She does that. that at all. Yeah. I don't know either, but maybe we'll get lucky and you'll see it in real yeah. life. Yeah. Or if someone's already knit it, who you know, Yeah. then you can ask, you know, yeah. details about the 
lace pattern or if you know specific things you don't like right in lace. right because i'm not sure what the answer to the dilemma is and of course everybody loves the instant gratification mm-hmm. of, of being able to purchase electronic patterns but it's just a question what do you guys do in a case like this where you don't know if you would enjoy knitting a certain stitch pattern and you want to know the stitch pattern and I don't even know if that would be something I would feel comfortable writing to the designer and saying hey can you tell me the stitch pattern that's used yeah, here because <laughs> that would be like proprietary information yeah probably. I feel like as a consumer I should be able to know that before I purchase to see number one if that stitch is maybe in my skill set but m- for me specifically, if it's a stitch that I'd want to repeat for half of a garment. Yeah, I totally get that part of it. Because I have purchased patterns before where you realize, oh, this stitch is a real pain. Or you don't enjoy <laughs> yes. performing a certain stitch yeah. and then you don't <clears throat> want to knit the object. So I think it's a fair question. I really do. Well, and I have to say right off the bat, I so appreciate how thoughtful and considerate you are about your purchases because I'm so stinking impulsive that I would just, (laughs) oh, that's so pretty. I really want to knit it. And then I would have just bought it and not even thought about the lace pattern until I was in it. Well, you know what made me stop and think about it? It's because you knit her Lily Pilly. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember you talking about the stitch pattern. I think it was you were talking was talking about the stitch pattern used in Lily Pilly, and it not necessarily being fun to knit. I vaguely remember that when you said something about the lace pattern. I was having flashbacks, but I don't yeah. specifically remember. I remember it being really tedious. And maybe that yeah that was it. But that's just kind of left that thought in my brain Mm -hmm. and I remembered it because it's the same designer yeah and it perhaps it isn't fair because it's the same designer but perhaps it's a good question you know with any designer so well and in my opinion a lot of her designs are very similar she has a very specific aesthetic you said that Yeah. yeah so in that case I would think your question is very valid you know a lot of her designs look very similar so perhaps she reuses right patterns right no Interesting question. So it is an interesting question, and I'm curious to know if other folks have run into that situation before and what you have done. Do you just purchase it and be surprised, or (laughs) do you just pass? Maybe I'll just pass and look for something else that I know that for sure that I would enjoy knitting. Okay, I have to put in a little comment here because Hohe just started a video podcast called Hohe's Journal. And I just yesterday found out about it. Thank you, Sarah. A Spell of Winter told me about it. And she was saying, have you seen the lookbook for Interpretations 5? So every February, this will be the fifth one in a row, Hohe and Vera Valamaki put together a collaboration of 12 beautiful knits. And we usually review it. And usually it comes out right before stitches. And this year it comes out February 28th. So it will miss stitches. But Sarah said, have you seen the lookbook? So I was super curious and wanted to see the lookbook, of course, never succeeded in finding the lookbook, but found out that Hohe has a new video podcast. And one of the things that she talks about on her podcast are her upcoming designs. And she has a beautiful 
arrow type stole coming out that's three colors that has lace and texture and it's really 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 pretty oh, so maybe I'll i would hold out if one. i were you <laughs> because i was even thinking as i was watching her describe it i think it's called watershed no it's not watershed i don't remember what it's called now but it's really really pretty so okay. Yeah, if you Good to know. get a chance I'll to watch the, the podcast yeah. or whatever. It, she's entertaining. I like Hohi. She makes yeah. me smile. So it's fun to watch. And she does talk about her designs, which are always interesting. So Okay, yeah, I'll check it out. I recommend it. So I'm sorry I interrupted your stalking. Oh, that's it. okay. I was just about to ask you, what are you stalking? So I've been stalking my stash. There's been a lot going on personally recently. So haven't spent as much time on Ravelry. <clears throat> Excuse me. But that has enabled me to sh- to basically enjoy my stash more. And right now I have seven single skeins of my yarn on Charlene's dining room table. <laughs> <laughs> because one thing that I've really found a lot of solace in is just hand winding my own yarn lately. For example, I when we get to what have I finished, I knit something last week as a gift and it's something that I've stocked before that I want to knit for myself. So I just took out the yarn I want to use and hand wound this yarn, which was just so pleasant and soothing and calming. And so it makes me want to hand wind all of my yarn all of a sudden. So let me just add a little aside here about hand winding yarn. I have run into so many people that are afraid of winding their yarn afraid yeah they say i can't wind yarn it it just becomes a tangled mess or i tie it in a knot or i can't wind my own yarn i have to have somebody else do it for me and what personally i don't understand that i don't understand that either unless this the skein was already tangled when they got a hold of it yeah i mean every once in a while of course there's tangled skeins but i just want to say that winding Hand winding yarn specifically, like what Gail was talking about, can be a very zen experience. Yeah, very soothing. And I find that I always learn something about the yarn that helps me in the knitting of the yarn Mm -hmm. when I wind it, whether I wind it on a swift and ball winder or hand wind it. But hand winding is a particularly zen experience, and I... I definitely recommend it, especially for people who are afraid of doing it. I, yeah, I give just it a try. want to make them sit down and do their yeah. own skein sometime because I believe that you should know how to take care of your own tools. And your yarn is your most important tool, your yarn and your needles, of course. So you should know how to wrangle your own yarn. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and, so that's my yeah, aside. I'm glad you said that because... I've never been afraid of hand-winding my yarn. I always thought it was a waste of time to hand-wind my yarn when I could do it so much faster with a Swift Mm. and a hand-winder or a Mm -hmm. ball-winder. But now that I've been doing it more and more, it takes me almost as much time to get out my Swift and (laughs) ball-winder and set it all up than it does to hand-wind a skein of yarn. So unless I'm going to wind a bunch... I don't leave it set up in my house. I don't have space for that. Right. So unless I'm going to wind a bunch, I'd rather just hand wind it. Right. And Gail and I are coming from that place where we both live in small houses and we don't have our own crafting space where we can leave larger tools like that set up for daily access. So we do have to 
put them put our ball winders and swifts away and take them out when we need them and that's part of it too yeah yeah. So I'd rather use that time to play with my yarn than right. wrangle the tools. <laughs> so anyway, back to the shopping of the stash and finding joy and just hand winding my own yarn. So it has led me to have skeins of yarn balled up on my table, just, mm. you know, saying, what do you want to knit with me? Come oh, on, you know, you beautiful. want to knit. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. So the first thing I have on the table are my hand-wound balls of my Bungalow Farms Angora Blend Fingering Yarn. That's natural in color. I purchased two skeins of that at Lambtown. Uh-huh. And one of them is a Cormo blend and one of them is a Merino blend. And in the hank, they felt equally soft. However, after hand winding them, the Cormo is significantly softer than the Merino. So Interesting. Yeah, interesting. See, I something that you I, would, not would not have, have known. learned had you not hand wound. Exactly. And I didn't realize I was buying two different blends when I purchased them. But in the project that I want to knit, which is the Pei Cowl by Michelle Wang, that's P-E-I, I can blend them just fine together. So that's one thing is the Angora blend yarn on my table that looks so pretty and was so nice to hand wind because it's so soft. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'll bet. (laughs) The second thing I hand wound is a skein of self-striping sock yarn by Fishnets and it's her strong heart base and the colorway is warm 10 and we at Stitches last year is when I purchased this yarn and it's a 10 color repeat stripe warm 10 the name lovely and it's so pretty it has pinks and turquoises and greens and so many beautiful colors so i hand wound that gobstopper style like susan b anderson does where you move the the yarn each time you change it to a different color get little tracks of color exactly (laughs) so that's sitting on the table and you know i'm not a huge fan of knitting socks but that yarn really 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 wants to be socks and they really 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 want to be on my feet <laughs> so those are going to be socks sometime soon and then the other thing that i've been stocking is the jessica jones cowl like i said mm. because i love charlene so much and one thing i noticed in my stocking of the finished objects is that some people did it in a gradient And I have two beautiful gradients that I haven't used yet. One is my Western Sky Knits Twinkle Sock gradient that goes from dark gray to light gray. That's sparkly. And I bought that in at Stitches in 2016. And then I also have my Fresh from the Cauldron Black Orchid gradient that you and I each bought one, Stitches 2016. 15 that goes from dark purple through a white natural into a pink Mm -hmm. so i'm looking at both of those skeins thinking "Ooh, either one of you could be a really beautiful jessica jones cowl so i have to decide which and looking at yours right now with your neutral gray i'm thinking i might go with the grays Mm -hmm. and i will probably hand wind that today and cast that on to bring to stitches for stitches knitting i think it'll be a great traveling project for stitches i think so too so that was all stash, you know, stash related stocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And staring at Charlene's cowl stocking. So. <laughs> <laughs> With a little help from my friend. All right. What have you been knitting? Okay. Or what I, are you knitting? I I'm say. still knitting the two cowls that I think I talked about last episode. The first one is the Free Your Fade. That's a pattern by Andrea Mowry. I am using three skeins 
three different colors and I've currently knit through to the almost the end of the second skein. I have, I think I weighed it and it had 25 grams remaining. So I need to guesstimate if I have enough for another garter stitch section and then the blended faded garter section. And then I can start the last skein. And once I'm on the last skein, it's just going to fly. Yeah. Zip, zip, zip. Because it also increases as you go. So I will have fewer of the solid garter sections that I will need to finish in the last skein as well. Because Mm -hmm. each section is progressively larger, uses more yarn, that kind of thing. So that one was fun. The second shawl that I have on the needles is my inner piece by Hohi Locatelli. I think last time I had talked about being at a point where I was 50% done with my yarn, but I hadn't reached the 50% portion of the pattern. So I needed to sit down, figure out where I was, figure out symmetrically which sections to either leave out or cut short. I ended up leaving out two sections, one on each half, so it's symmetrical. And then I just continued on, and I am I have one more wedge, one more short row wedge to go on that. Oh, you're then really I'll be close. Done. I'm really close. Yeah. And I'm really surprised that I ended up short on yarn. I'm not sure what I did wrong. If yeah. I did anything wrong, I may have just used too much yarn. Well, but isn't that one of her patterns where... You need like 500 yards you or something? You do, but I have a 600-yard skein. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Well, that's and odd. It's really odd. And plus, I the first inner piece that I made, I completed it with, I want to say, a 550-ish yard skein. And yeah, I did complete meta, right? that. It was, it was an Anzula yarn. Oh, right, right, the right. The gray okay. Anzula right. yarn. It was the other hoe he went using that. So I'm not sure. I think I'm just, I've just gone off gauge. That's, I'm, I'm happy to leave it at that. I've gone off gauge and I've made it work and it'll be fine. It will be fine, <laughs> yes. It will be fine without the sections that I left out. It's a very cool shawl because it has these little, they're, bobbly fringes mm-hmm. on the end. I They're not really bobbles because bobbles are attached to your knitting, but these hang down, but they're not really fringes. They're, they're bobbled fringes is the only way I can describe them. Fringes and, with bobbles? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so it gets a lot of attention and almost everyone says to me, oh, I could never do that. Or I don't have the patience for that. Which... I have to say I don't really understand that statement because it's all just knits and pearls. It's the same thing as (laughs) what you're doing in the body of the sweater. It's knits and pearls. And it's to me, it's very easy to do. And so maybe I just have that kind of temperament for knitting that kind of thing. And some people don't. Which is perfectly fine. (laughs) It's not that they're difficult to knit, but I find them to get tedious. I don't know why. They probably are tedious, but maybe part of it is that I have been knitting it. I I knit a lot of it sitting around in a hospital room waiting and waiting. And so it's it's kind of, it was a tedious week 
where I knit the bulk of it. So maybe it just fit in. Yeah. I don't know. It fit the mood. <laughs> it fit the mood, mm-hmm. but I'm really close to finishing it now. I'm very excited. The color is very unusual. I'm using a large skein. I think it's, oh, I can't remember which base it is, but it's a 600 yard skein from Western Sky Knits. And it is, it is Aspen Silk Six. 600. So it's the merino and silk blend and it's an unusual color called eggplant and it really is eggplant. Most of it Mm -hmm. is purple but then there's some a little bit of the like when you cut open an eggplant it's kind of that yellowy sometimes green color. There's a little bit of that color running through the purple too and it's gorgeous and the silk makes it shiny and the purple is just kind of iridescent and it's an extremely hard color to describe and it's an extremely hard color to photograph I've discovered as Uh well because it looks either really dark or really washed out I haven't found the perfect situation I'm sure I'll be able to get a good color or a good photograph of the color eventually but I just love it. When I saw it on the skein last year at Stitches, I fell in love with it. And I'm really excited to have it knit up to bring to Stitches this year. This year, yeah. So that'll be fun. And then the third thing is just a swatch. I think it was last episode when I mentioned I had a friend who was expecting her first grandchild. So I am currently swatching for a blanket. Not that a blanket necessarily needs a swatch, but I do want to pick a needle size, which is going to yield a fabric that I like. So that's Smart. why I am yeah. swatching. That's Wise. the only reason I'm swatching. I It's not something that I'm trying to necessarily get an exact gauge for a blanket, because that's part of the joy of knitting a blanket, that you don't have to worry exactly. about getting an exact it have to gauge. Fit anything. Exactly. So I'm using some... Madeline Tosh DK and Fragrant. It's a yarn with a history. And I'm currently knitting some garter stitch and some stockinette. And I think I like what I'm getting with this needle size, which I believe is a a US 7 or US 8. I'm not sure. But the history of this yarn, very interesting. Gail, many years ago, knit a sweater called Cassis out of this lovely Madeline Tosh DK yarn in Fragrant. In fact, we both knit this sweater. I still have mine. Gail knit hers. Like, see, so you ended up knitting a really big version really of it long. because you knit a long... Mm-hmm. It was it was a, a sweater coat yeah. by the time you finished and then stop me if I'm not telling this correctly, but you ended up not liking the sweater because it fell off your shoulders, yes. I believe. Yep. So she was done with the yarn. <laughs> I had ripped out and re-knit many parts of the sweater many times, so I was very, very done with yes, the yarn. Yes, you were done with it, and you handed it to me and told me to rip it out and make something else. Mm-hmm. So since that day, three or four years ago... Longer than that. Has it been? Yeah, it was probably closer to six. Okay, that yarn has been in a plastic bag 
in my closet waiting for me to decide it was the perfect time. And when I found out that my friend's grandchild was going to be a girl, I started thinking about yarns and I realized that this fragrant was probably just about perfect for a baby's baby blanket. And now that I'm swatching, I think it's really yep. it really is perfect for a baby blanket. So I've already ripped out four or five skeins of this sweater and I think that might be enough so that I might not have to rip out the very top collar of the sweater which I don't necessarily want to do because you had sewed on the ribbon. Oh, that's right. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that would be a little tedious to remove that. So yeah. I'm hoping that I have enough with the skeins that I've ripped out to complete the blanket, and I think I will. And I have a giant smile on my face because this is a mutual friend of ours. <laughs> so I know the grandmother to be as well. And that was my very first Madeline Tosh sweater quantity purchase oh, ever. Wow. It was actually the very first sweater quantity purchase that was actually made me flinch or made me think, <laughs> do I really want to do this? Because it was an investment in the yarn. So yeah. I am so, 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 so happy that it's going to be a baby blanket for Kat's granddaughter. Well, that was part of it for me too, because it just, when I thought of it, I had been thinking about going to purchase yarn, but using this yarn really felt good and it felt I love right i love it so there it's it is very happy yeah there it is so that is what i am knitting How and about i like you, the fabric girl? it's producing too. yes but I you got to be careful block it because it feels like it gets skinnier when it gets blocked to me for some reason well but this has been washed so many That's times true. It has already been washed because you washed it after you ripped you it out washed probably. it and yeah. blocked it after you knit it That's and true. then after i ripped out the sweater, I washed it and That's then hung point. it up to dry because the yarn at this point really doesn't even look ramen like it at no, all. No, it doesn't. So pretty cool. So very cool. So how about you? What are you knitting? In my hands right now is my never ending sock head hat that I only knit on pretty much when we're recording or I'm waiting <laughs> for doctor's office things or you know, like you're in the it's my car knitting. It lives mm-hmm. in the glove box of the car. And it's on a Lion brand, like Jiffy Quick Magic Stripe something that they probably don't even make anymore. That is an awful yarn. It's really <laughs> gross. <laughs> I'm sorry. You I mean really the way it feels yeah. or the color? Yeah. I cast this on it's with, a little rough. with Rebecca when we were in London. And I was grimacing when I was casting it on with her. And I said, oh, this yarn is horrible. It's so gross. And she said, well, yeah, it's a charity hat. You can handle it. So... <laughs> I've kept it's going, even though yeah. I don't like it. But I did a rolled brim on this sock head because the ribbing in the sock head hats drives me to distraction. So I just went with a rolled brim. And I'm probably pretty close to being able to do the decreases. Oh, look, yeah. I'm pretty close. Mm-hmm. So Unless you're doing it per the pattern, because per the pattern, it's a really long hat. In my opinion, the sooner I'm done with this, the better. <laughs> so it's not going to be a really, it really slouchy one. how I don't much think. of the yarn you want to use. I'm Gail. okay with throwing the rest of this yarn away. I really am. It's okay, then start the decreases. combination of colors, too. It's like a weird orangey red, green, cream, navy blue, and like weird pink 
and then they all bleed together in some parts, and it's not even stripes. It's really bizarre yarn. I I would agree with that. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. I mean, some. I'm going to give this to the compassionate charity that does the hats for homeless and foster teens and young people in the Bay Area. So I'm hoping. I mean, some teenagers don't oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. So, I think so. Yeah. So anyway, that's my sockhead hat that I can't wait to be finished <laughs> with someday. <laughs> it's been on the needle since mid-December, so it tells you, you know, yeah. doesn't get a lot of love very often. Yeah. The other thing I'm knitting still is my Clio sweater by Elizabeth Doherty, and I'm not going to say much about that, but I'm on my second sleeve, and we'll have that done probably by the end of the week, maybe-ish, yeah. or for sure by stitches, because I plan to wear it in Elizabeth's booth. We will be in Elizabeth's booth at Stitches on the Friday afternoon. She asked us to be booth babes for her. Woohoo, <laughs> booth babes. I <laughs> thought that was so funny. And I'm also, I actually put this in my finished knitting section for my show notes because I was that sure I would finish these last night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are the Marlene's Mittens by Elena Privet. And they that is a free pattern for bulky weight mittens. And I kind of use the pattern as a starting off point. I didn't even use her finished stitch counts. I basically wanted numbers to start with for a bulky weight yarn. And then I adapted everything for the stitch pattern I was using for a hat. And these will be for our friend Anne, who actually the designer of the sweater I'm wearing. (laughs) So it's, I knit her a hat and mitts combo. And so I'm still working on the mitts, but they're done except for the thumbs. So I have to pick up the stitches for the thumbs and just knit the thumbs, but they're almost finished. So they're still technically on the needles. But one thing I also wanted to mention about actual knitting work in progress, when I was visiting Charlene at the Swift Stitch on Sunday, this very nice woman was there asking Charlene for help on changing colors. So she was knitting a poncho and she was knitting a seed stitch border that went into a stockinette body and then a seed stitch border on the other side, knitting it flat. And she was very frustrated because she didn't like the way the column of stitch, the column of knit stitches was looking where she switched the yarn. So Charlene had helped her and she wasn't really satisfied with the results they were getting. And I said, oh, well, this is what I do when I change colors. And she was getting better results. And she was so grateful for the help. It was really, really sweet. She was really sweet. It was just one of those like feel good moments Mm -hmm. where I was just basically eavesdropping on her (laughs) and Charlene's conversation. And I said, Oh, well, what is it that you're trying to do? And when she described it, I said, Oh, well maybe try this. And it was just, it made me feel so good because she was so, she kept saying, I am so grateful. Thank you so much. This was frustrating me so much. Well, and the funny thing is that I really didn't even think that what she saw as being a big issue with her knitting, I didn't think it was an issue at all. I mean, she was just, she wanted it exactly the same, the stitches to be exactly the same. So her, the column of stitches, that knit stitch was wider than her other knit stitches. And she wanted that knit stitch to be the same size and look as all the rest of the knit stitches, although she was changing a color there. So, and she liked how it looked on one side of the knitting better than the other side. So her knit side, she liked better than her pearl side. And that reminded me because I was the same way. I looked at it and I said, I can barely even see the Mm -hmm. difference. But 
when you're doing like left and right leaning decreases or yeah, increases, there's exactly. usually a difference a on difference. one side than yeah. the other. And it's just yeah. so she, the nature she of saw it. it. And we're all more critical of our own oh, work. Exactly. So that was just a funny work in progress yeah. story that I wanted to share. <laughs> and speaking of sharing, I would like to thank, or we would like to thank Dragonfly Fibers, who is the sponsor for the month of February. Rich, saturated color, bold, interesting combinations, dare we say shocking hues, Dragonfly Fibers is your source for beautiful, quality yarns and fiber. Dragonfly Fibers creates hand-dyed artisan yarns and fibers in vivid and sophisticated colorways. We can be found in select local yarn shops, like the Swift Stitch, around the world, and at fiber festivals such as Rhinebeck, Maryland Sheep and Wool, Vogue Knitting Live, Stitches, and Saf. We just started another year of our fabulous Club Dragonfly, six shipments of hand-dyed yarn and knitting patterns available with or without bonus swag. It's not too late to sign up. Details are available on our website. Come see us at Stitches West from February 22nd to the 25th in Santa Clara, California. We'll be in booths 715 to 719 with loads of yarns, kits, and our show-exclusive colorway, Joshua Tree. If you've been dying to make a Find Your Fade but worry about how the colorways will work together, we have samples of each of our colorway sets on display. We've also got six options for our collaboration with Casapinka called Moroccan Magique. Can't make it to Stitches West? All our yarns and kits are available at www.dragonflyfibers.com. Discover why we say that Dragonfly Fibers is the colors of happiness. Thank you, Dragonfly Fibers. Cannot wait to see them at Stitches next week. And that leads us to... What have you finished? She's got some big finishes. I'm super excited. I have one big finish. Oh, that's, well, it feels like more than one. It I don't know why. <laughs> because it's a really big finish. A really big finish. I finished my Cleo pullover, Yay! which is a pattern by Elizabeth Doherty. This is the pa- this is the garment that I started on January 1st. It was my cast on for the self-indulgent knit along sweat knit along and I feel like it's a huge triumph for me to have completed this because I have been planning this project. Both of us have been uh-huh. planning this project for almost a year yep. because it was last year at Stitches 2017 when I tried on the sample, Elizabeth Doherty's sample sweaters at Stitches and I purchased yarn for it mm-hmm. at Stitches. And that's a triumph in and of itself. You yes. purchased the yarn at the previous stitches and you're and wearing the garment yes. and the stitches. Oh my so gosh. I feel really good about finishing yeah. this. The other reason I feel really good is that I I knew I wanted to knit the sweater in the wintertime because I it's a big it's a heavier sweater. That's Nani in the background. She's flapping her wings. <laughs> and I knew that I'm not going to, well, I know I'm not going to wear this once the weather gets warm. But I also thought it was going to be much more <laughs> of an intensive knit than it turned out to be. Both Gail and yeah, I did. Yeah. We, the sweater, it's a pullover. I knit mine in a sport weight Cormo from Sincere Sheep. That's my bird in the background ringing her bell. (laughs) She's so happy today. She is. So the other reason that this is a real 
triumph for me to have finished is that I really thought the sweater was going to be much more of an intensive knit than it turned out to be. Both Gail and I thought it was going to be much more of an intensive knit. The sweater, it's a pullover. It's got a fancy ribbing all over. It's got a cabled, cabled bits down the front and the back and two cable sections and the cable section also goes down the sleeve and then it's got what would you call this it's not a linen stitch it's like a a woven a woven type stitch a slip stitch section panel whatever in the middle of the sweater and then the middle of the back as well so you're keeping track of three different things as you go around not to mention around the neckline there's the horizontal braid that divides the neckline ribbing from the rest of the sweater it's absolutely a triumph (laughs) yeah and it it's one that you and I both we were so intimidated by it I think yeah once I started knitting it it was wow this is easy it was so why I was so intimidated easier than I anticipated I think just the fact that we put it off for so long and that anticipation built up and both Gail and I realized that we were able to knit it without looking at the instructions every uh-huh. line we did kind of memorize the pattern yeah it, it really went well for both of us and i was i'm really thrilled to have finished it really thrilled well, one to thing i did it. want to say about those stitch patterns is that they're really intuitive and if you know how to read your knitting it's very easy to know what's coming next because yes. The center pieces that's like the woven textured stitch and then the ribbing are four row repeats and you can clearly see what you're supposed to be doing on each row. And even the cable is a four row repeat, but mm-hmm. for me, I had to pay more attention to the cables yeah. because I always have trouble counting which row is the cable yeah. row to know I, to I do my next row. I think all of us yeah. do. Yeah. So it worked out really well though. And it's so pretty. It's really pretty. It's this yarn. The Cormo Sport <sighs> is just so squishy nice. and lovely to knit. I know that I'm going to be purchasing more of this in the future. It was also the yarn that was used for one of Elizabeth's samples. So I saw it in the sample and then had to emulate that in my version. I think the only thing that I need to revisit at this point is whether I'm going to take out the binding, bind off on the bottom because for some reason mine is curling up a little bit. Mine is too. And I think I might have to try binding off with an even smaller needle size. I know that the instructions told us to bind off with one size smaller. I might have to try two. two I'll let you do the experimentation so that one, I know how to redo mine properly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'll let you do the work. We'll see. But I'm so happy to be finished with this sweater. I'm just hugging it. (laughs) She is. She's snuggling her sweater. It's cute. It's very soft and squishy. It's too warm to wear it right now, but I think I'll get a chance. hoping I will get a chance. It's a shorter sweater. There's been discussion about whether it's actually truly a cropped sweater or just a high hip (laughs) sweater. (laughs) Nobody likes the word cropped when it comes to sweaters, at least 
My 18-year-old daughter is wearing cropped tops. Okay. And this is not cropped. So. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay. It's not cropped. So, yes. that's And that's my thought exactly, too, because they it is referred to as the cropped length, but no, it, it still comes below my natural waist. Mm-hmm. It covers up my belly button just fine. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't walk around in public with my belly button right. showing. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Cleo. By Elizabeth Doherty. Have you finished anything, Gail? I have finished a lot of things. Okay, let's yeah, go. I'm like a finishing <laughs> fin- fiesta. I was going to say finanza, but that would be bonanza. <laughs> so I finished Max's birthday sweater. Yay! Oh, yay. That's right. Finished it just in time for a heat wave. So he didn't actually wear it until yesterday. He finally wore it to school. And if you saw my Instagram post, he did style it with his black corduroy pants and his new Doc Martens. And he looked really, really good. And the other reason I was actually glad we had a heat spell because he decided he wanted to dye his hair emerald green two days before his birthday. And it looks fabulous, but that dye bled like crazy. And I told Mm -hmm. him... If you wear your new sweater and you sweat, you are (laughs) going to stain the yarn. And he said, okay, I won't wear my new sweater. So he waited until the green was no longer rinsing out in the shower, which was very wise. So for Max's sweater, I used the pattern Mud Season by Elizabeth Smith, which is a free pattern on Ravelry. And I knit that in Candy Skein's Juicy Worsted Base in the Honey colorway. And it's a beautiful slightly mustardy yellow goldy color it's just beautiful and he looks really really good in it and i have enough left over to actually knit a cropped sweater for myself and i say cropped intentionally there one of the andy satterland designs oh that's right i saw you cued one yeah boston mama three Lori is knitting i think it's chuck is the name of the sweater it's a cropped cabled pullover by andy satterland that's really really chuck? cute as Chuck. in Chucky? As in, <laughs> as in the man's name, Chuck. Okay. I think that's what it's called. I'm pretty sure. And I have to wait and see. I'm going to basically try on Max's sweater and get his opinion and other people's opinions on if that color is something I can wear or not. I'm mm-hmm. seriously doubtful about whether I can. So we'll see. But I have three skeins of it left, which is enough to knit one of those shorter Andy Satterland sweaters. I also finished a pay cowl by Michelle Wang. So I just mentioned that that's the pattern I want to knit with my Angora yarn. Well, I was complaining about this Lion Brand yarn that I'm picking up with my pen because I don't want to touch it. <laughs> I was asked by one of my favorite aunts to knit something for her. She brought over the skein of hideous yarn, hideous yarn. It is a 100% acrylic yarn that's made and spun to look like mohair. And it's Laine de Pingouin Poudresse yarn. And thank goodness they don't make it anymore. because Fake mohair. Fake mohair yarn. Can you imagine the hideousness (laughs) of this yarn? And it's in a pinky peachy color that... uh, Mohair? There you go. Mohair yarn. I like that. And she gave it to me over a year ago and said, Gail, will you please knit me something with this? I really want a smoke ring. And what she meant was she wanted something that was knit at a larger gauge that would be mm-hmm. a long, drapey cowl. Right. She didn't want I something. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So we looked at patterns together and she really had no idea what she wanted. So 
I have had that yarn literally sitting on my coffee table, staring at me for about four months. Because you don't want to knit a peach faux hair smoke ring. I did, I did <laughs> not want to. I really did not want to. And for her birthday last year, my mom said, did you finish Diane's cow? No. For Christmas, did you finish Diane's cow? No. So I finally thought to myself, you've got to do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. So I did. And luckily, like I said, the pay cowl is about 150 yards, I think. It calls for fingering, but this weight, this yarn was a DK is what it's advertised as. And I was almost cringing the whole time I was knitting it. I and thought you were going to tell me that you went and bought like a peachy skein of kid silk haze to replace it. I should it have. And... I should have. But that <laughs> felt like a betrayal. She really wanted this yarn. So, okay, you got your yarn. It was because it was, she found it on sale somewhere for like 50 cents. So you've got a good sale yarn, so you got to knit it. That's just such a fallacy. The things we do for family. That's <laughs> true. So I finished the cowl, and not only is the yarn disgusting, but it doesn't even show the stitch pattern. You know, she wanted something open and lacy. Well, with a mohair, a faux hair yarn, of course, it's not going to show up very well. And this had the cowl has noops in it. And you can't even see the noops, oh, and wow. it curls up on itself. I tried to block it, and it doesn't stay down, and there's nothing good about it except that it's done. You can't iron it. You'll melt exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to package that up and get that off to her in the mail, and I'm just so glad it's done and out You've of my life and not staring at me good anymore. Deed. I did. I did. You've done was, your I'm good very proud deed. of myself. Yes. So my other good deeds are the items that I've knit for Anne. So I mentioned the last couple episodes, Quarry Yarn by Brooklyn Tweed. It is their bulky yarn and it's American wool, grown in America, milled in America, etc. And it's really lofty and really nice, but I didn't really like knitting with it. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't. Because you said this was your test run. Yeah, my test run of the yarn. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to like it so much. I really do because it's so lofty and it really would make like a dreamy sweater. Hmm. But it just felt like it dragged on the needles. I was using wooden needles. Maybe I should have used metal. And so I knit her two things. I knit the breakaway hat, which is a pattern by Elizabeth Doherty. It's from her hat trick collection that she put out like a year and a half ago. Three different hats. Hmm. And I've knit all three of them now. And I really enjoyed knitting the hat, which is cool because I was knitting the sleeve of Cleo at the same time I was knitting the hat. And guess what? It's the same, the same rib stitch. So I realized partway through the hat, oh, this is the same exact stitch I'm doing on the Cleo sleeve <laughs> right now. So it was nice to be knitting the same thing in two different yarns. With You don't have to think of any other stitch pattern. Right. You're just doing the same thing. So... I finished the hat. I really like the way the hat looks and fits. It's going to be so warm on her head. It's going to keep her head so warm. And I wanted to knit matching mittens. So I got the Marlene's mitten pattern and I adapted that to the same stitch pattern. The only problem is I don't like the way it looks on the mittens. And oh. I thought, oh, maybe I'll knit other mittens, but I wanted it to match the hat. Right. So it's just, the thing is, it's not very feminine and Anne is not a girly girl. So... I don't feel like I have to rip it out and do something lace weight yeah. and bulky yarn. That would just be silly. They're meant to keep her hands warm. I was going to say, I think it's going to be, I think that would be a very warm 
stitch pattern because it seems to yield a thick fabric it because it's got the column of garter stitch in there. Yeah, so it's a really it's thick, squishy. dense yeah. fabric. And this yarn is so lofty and thick that they're going to be really, really warm. And that was what I was going for. In Wisconsin, she needs warm. <laughs> so even though they're not like super attractive, I was channeling Marianne, our Norwegian knitter, I hope it's Norway, now that I've said that. And I'm not going to try to say your Ravelry username again because you laughed at me the last time. But she has been knitting so many pairs of beautiful mittens. And as I was knitting these up, I was thinking, these aren't really very pretty. Wow, I really wish I was knitting some mittens like Marianne is knitting. But this is, you know, they're meant to keep your hands warm yeah. in a really cold place. So Marley's mittens. over form. Exactly. And then the last thing I finished was the hat pattern by Jen Sheelan, which I was stalking last episode, called Of Grace and Beauty. And I knit that in a de-stash yarn from Knockers called Country. And it's by NaturallyKaren.com. It's an acrylic, but it's really shiny and it's not gross. It was not a horrible thing to knit with, but it's pretty splitty, so I had to pay attention because the pattern is so beautiful. It has a twisted rib brim, that goes into a cable pattern that is stockinette on one side of the cable and garter on the other. So it's a really fun cable pattern to knit because there's a lot of knit purl, knit purl, and then you swap them. And it just, the effect is really cool. I really like the way it turned out. It's really beautiful. And I knit it a little smaller than the pattern. So I think this one's gonna go to the Compassionate Charity as well. I'm going to give it a big pom-pom, and I think it's perfect for a teenage size head. Although teenagers have the same size heads as adults, probably. Mm -hmm. But she'll find a small person for it to fit. But it's a really great pattern. I highly recommend it. And after, <laughs> this is one of those brilliant moments I have. After I finished it, I realized Jen also has the Of Grace and Beauty mittens pattern. And I could have knit that for Anne, but I really wanted to use the Cory yarn. Yeah. And and um, pardon me, Jen's patterns are written for worsted weight and the other patterns that I picked were for bulky weight. So I don't think I could have made Jen's pattern work. Yeah. So it, it was the right choice anyways, even though when I was done, I thought, oh, the of grace and beauty would have been so much prettier than these other mittens. But I think it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So lots of finished objects over the last uh, two weeks, which I'm very proud of all of them. And there, uh, one of our listeners, she's Pine Lake Chick on Ravelry and on Instagram, and her name is Angie, and she mentioned in the Love Your Stash thread a challenge she's doing for this year to not buy more yarn until she's knit 25 skeins from her stash. Wow. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that's a really cool that idea. That could take me the whole year, though. It could. <laughs> but then again, if you're knitting things like bulky weight hats and mittens you go through yeah, the yarn really quickly that's true so i've been kind of keeping track of how much yarn i've knit since the beginning of the year and i'm very pleased that i've actually knit quite a few skeins already of course knitting max's sweater and cleo will help that immensely right. but it's just a fun little challenge if you're interested she talked about it over in the love your stash thread and another oh another fun thread i have these little notes i'm referring to robbie photo knit gal she started a cool thread and she's actually it was for a survey that she's wrapped up the survey but check out the thread in our Ravelry group because she asked a bunch of questions about your stash and how you stash and how much yarn you have and 
it was really interesting. And now she's starting to put up the results, like Mm -hmm. based on how much stash you have, you could knit for how many years, you know, one to two, three to five, five to 10, 10 plus. And it's interesting what some of the results are. So thank you, Robbie. That was super fun. And I'm looking forward to uh, continued results. I have a feeling she's going to leak them out little by little. Yeah. So pretty fun to watch. So Charlene and I just looked at the recording time on this episode, and apparently we are very talkative today because we didn't realize we had already filled up most of an hour. We've hit our hour marker, and we still still wanted to talk a little bit about sweater maintenance, but but I think that that really should be something that we give full attention to and lots of time. So coming soon, we will be talking about podcast near you. Yes. So thank you so much for listening. As always, we really appreciate it. If you're going to be at Stitches, please make sure you say hi. We would really like to see anybody who's going to be there. We're easy to spot, redhead and dark hair, both of us curly haired. So we're pretty easy to find or follow the sounds of our voices. We're easy to hear too. Yes. And we will be at the lobby slash bar slash coffee shop area of the hotel next to the convention center on the Saturday afternoon of Stitches. Yeah, and that is the Santa Clara Hyatt. It is attached to the convention center. I had a couple people ask who were a little nervous about being able to find it. Basically, when you leave the convention center, if you just walk, keep veering to your right-hand side, you will walk right into the lobby of the hotel. There's no way to avoid it if you don't walk outside. Yeah, you don't... You don't even have to go outside. There's just a breezeway that connects it. And if you just walk along the Follow the masses of people. Yeah, and you walk along where the windows are, you'll end up... Yeah, just keep going going to the right. Going in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. So it's easy to find. It's just two or three minute walk from the convention center floor itself. So it's super easy and... Again, hopefully we'll see you. If we don't see you at Elizabeth's booth on Friday or Dragonfly Fibers on Saturday. So we'll be around. Sky Knits on Thursday. Exactly. We'll be all (laughs) over the place. So thanks for listening. We hope to meet you at Stitches and happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.